Hello everyone, my name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that focus on four themes, autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures in order for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, that also translates as recreating and co-creating environments, both socially and politically, that will enable our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we do write thought pieces every other Sunday and we have one scheduled to drop this upcoming Sunday. So definitely be sure to check that out once you're done watching this segment. If it is the case that you are out and about and on the go, take us along the ride with you. We're available now on nine different podcast platforms. It was previously six, but we're very happy to announce that our podcast is now available on CastBox, Apple, podcasts and overcast so definitely be sure to check out the link in the description down below and listen to our audio it is the case that you're unable to watch us via youtube now as is the convention definitely be sure to subscribe hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time we post and of course if you like these discussions and you want to keep them going like comment and share this segment let's get into it Hello everyone and welcome back to the channel. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness and education on a week by week basis. And this week our topics of discussion are going to revolve around mental health. Now before jumping into today's topic of discussion, a few housekeeping items. We are going to be going live moving forward yes so you heard me correctly we have launched our live events and so we plan on having at minimum two live events every single month and this is going to be cyclical from now until whenever so if it is the case that you want to engage and have real deep discussions on all aspects that build into soft skills, that build into life skills, that help us as adults with a growth mindset to cultivate the skills that is required to be resilient, to have grit, and to persevere in the face of difficulty, definitely be sure to register for our live events. We do have different membership options. So these live events are going to be paid events. We do have different membership options. So if you just want to get a sense of what it's like, it's going to be $14.99 plus applicable taxes to join and we do have a cap on the amount of attendees in each session so definitely be sure to rush over and RSVP as soon as you absolutely can but if it is the case that you want to continue on engaging with us and being part of these discussions on an ongoing basis then I suggest going with our membership program going the membership route 
and choosing the package that works best for you in order to get the sweet, sweet discounts. So I wanted to definitely preface this conversation with that. For September, our focus is going to be on joy. And what we're going to do is really have very involved conversations around joy, what it is conceptually. And then we're going to be talking about how does one go about creating and maintaining joy in their life from any of the vantage points that each of us are going to take and maintain around the concept and abstract idea that is joy. So if that's something that you want to engage in, we're going to have some philosophical discussions. We're going to also be providing some of the skills and the tools required to think critically about ideas and concepts around these words that we use and have a general assumption that we're all using it in the same way. When we think about something as profound as joy, we definitely believe there are very many takes that one can take on it. Expect this to be the evolving conversations moving forward. So every month we're going to have a different focus of discussion. We're going to have each month themed and I look forward to sharing more with you. If you want to get a better sense of what the calendar is, at least up until the end of 2020, definitely check out our website. I have provided the link here under my finger. You can see if whether any of the themes appeal to you and I definitely hope to see you in session. So I'm going to start with a smaller group. So roughly about 40 for September. Let's see how many join given this is the first live event, but I'm hoping to grow and expand that space as we become more familiar with one another and as we get a better sense of logistics and how these conversations are going to go. So wanted to preface the conversation with that. And then now let's jump into today's topic of discussion. And today we're going to be talking about our relationship with struggle. And I want to talk about struggle because a lot of what hinders and kind of impacts our mental health are these moments in life where we are struggling. And life comes with moments where we are thriving, where we are excelling, but life also encompasses struggle. And so the one Thing that I want to kibosh right out of the gate is that if you are experiencing struggle, that automatically means you have a mental health concern. Absolutely not the case. Struggle is part of life and it provides us with an opportunity to level up, to skill up. But if it is the case that, that we're faced with something that we don't have the skill sets or we don't quite have a sense of how we're going to navigate or get through it, that creates this period of struggle. And it's uncomfortable. It's very challenging. It can really disrupt the way that we function on a day-to-day -day basis. But that all comes with sort of shifts and disruptions to our comfort zone. So I want to talk about struggle within the lines of mental health because a lot of the times, if it is the case that we're struggling, we automatically assume there's something wrong with us or something wrong with our mental health when really it's just that we're confronted with a situation that we haven't yet cultivated the skills to manage and to deal with. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to if we take on the right mindset and think about struggle in a way where we are empowering ourselves to figure out what it is that we need to get through those hurdles or kind of push through difficult life events. So all of that to say, I have five tips and, and these tips are, they're gonna be practical, they're gonna be conceptual as well. So I have five ways that we can think about and reframe struggles so that we can embrace struggle because struggle is again, part of life. And I know that it's very cliche, but oftentimes when things are good, we really appreciate the good times because we've been through rough times. But it's important that we recognize that rough times aren't an indication of our inability to live life in a healthy way. Living life in a healthy way encompasses both positive, happy, uplifting times and also moments where, where we're struggling, where we don't quite know how to push forward and how to move forward. And I want to provide us with, with a frame and different kind of fundamental ways of thinking so that the next time, or if it is the case that you are currently experiencing a period of struggle, you're equipping yourself with the right modes of thinking and the right tools, at least preliminary skill sets to 
push through that situation and not feel defeated by it. So all of that to say my first tip or my first point, <laughs> the, the first point of reference I wanna provide you by way of how we look at and approach struggle is redefining acceptance. And I think this is very, very important because the way that we accept a period of struggle in our lives is really going to be an indicator of how we push through that situation and how much rebuilding we're going to need to do once that situation is behind us and nothing in life lasts forever. So we really wanna make sure that when it is the case that we see a storm kind of coming ahead if we do have an opportunity to kind of get a sense okay you know where I'm going to be approaching a period of struggle sometimes we're blindsided by struggle it's not always the case that we kind of see the trouble coming but I think that it's very important that when we see and acknowledge that struggle is really going to be part of our day-to-day -day or that struggle is going to be our lived experience uh, for a certain period of time that we frame it accordingly and so when I say redefining acceptance I really what I really mean by that is making sure that acceptance doesn't translate as helplessness. And this is so important because when it is the case that we are drowning in periods of struggle, it is because we feel helpless. And I wanna really make sure that there is a distinction between recognizing, hey, I am dealing with something that I don't feel I have the skills to kind of cope through and manage, and I am helpless because one perspective, I don't have the skills to push through and manage means, okay, well, what do I need? What is it do I need? Who, like, who do I need to call on? What are the resources that I might require to help me navigate and push through this situation? So when we recognize that there's something that we might not have in place to help us cope and manage through a different situation, it puts us in sort of critical thinking mode. Like what it is, what do I need? How do I need to adapt? How do I need to repivot, reposition myself in order to better tackle this situation? Whereas if we go into the mode of helplessness, there's no action after helplessness. It's sort of like, you know, you're just letting life beat you down and you feel like there's absolutely no way that you can, you know, respond or to, or, or, or try to put pressure back on life. And I think that it's very, very important that we recognize that when we accept that this is gonna be our lived experience, that it doesn't translate as helplessness. We are never helpless in the face of struggle, even if it is the case that we are unsure as to how to move forward, being unsure, is the first step to figuring out, well, what should I do to get a better sense of how I deal with the situation? So it's very important that we redefine acceptance and we recognize that like accepting that this is part of my life for the next, you know, whatever period of time does not translate as helplessness. And it's very important that we always remove this sense of helplessness and recognize that when it is the case that we're grasping at air and we're not really quite sure what to do, that is an indicator that we need to skill up. It, we need to level up and we need to figure it out. What is it that we need that we don't currently have that will enable us to push through this period in time? And, and that's sort of the second aspect of, of acceptance. So the first one is, is resisting to see, accepting that this is part of our lived experience as, as being a state of helplessness and then pivoting and repositioning ourselves to think about, well, what is it that I need? And being very methodical, being very kind of focused on resolution. So focus on what do I need to do? Who do, who do I need to become? What skills do I need to acquire? in order to kind of push through or to help myself through this period where I feel like I'm, a, I'm drowning a little bit or where I feel like I'm, I'm really out of my element. And that will make all the difference. It means you're an active participant in that period of struggle. It's not happening to you, it's happening with you. And that's very, very important by way of maintaining our mental health in periods where the situation in and of itself is, is less than ideal. 
my second point of view by way of managing struggle. So the second sort of frame that I take on when it is the case that I'm experiencing periods of struggle is that life is about experiences that will both make you and break you. And I think that the cycle of, of breaking point and then making you into something different or someone different, that is for me a cycle of growth. And I think growth comes from shedding the old and embracing the new. And sometimes that's not something that we have control over. There are different situations that take place in life that leave us forever changed. But I don't want us to see this change aspect, this breaking and making in a negative light. And like the word breaking in itself is, is a word we use fairly frequently and it's a very loaded word. And, and we, we kind of have a negative connotation to breaking, but when we think about breaking in from a growth mindset, it's breaking from the old. So different circumstances, different experiences in life will force us out of a frame of thinking and to adopt a new frame of thinking that can either be progressive or regressive. And I think that this, this dichotomy between, okay, the situation is breaking me to make me, the make you part is your decision. So you decide if whether or not a situation that breaks you is going to make you more progressive or is going to make you regress. And I think that's the aspect that we can control in situations where we have experiences that have really hurt us or completely shifted or shattered our worldview and we're going to each have moments in life that are going to shatter our worldview shatter the way that we see the world um shatter our rose-colored lenses in a certain respect and this is a very debilitating experience it's it's a breaking point in life but that also makes it a making point in life and i think that we need to get to this place where we embrace it, where we welcome it, because it's going to be part of our lived experiences moving forward, whether we like it or not. But the less that we allow ourselves to be surprised by moments that break us to then make us, the more we can see the role that we play in deciding, well, whether or not this is gonna make us for the better or for the worse. And even if it is to spite life itself, always make a point like when life breaks you and you're going through that period of recovery that you recover for better uh, as opposed to for worse there are going to be situations in each of our lives where if we decide to be regressive if we decide to do something out of character or out of pocket no one would blame us right people would see and they would be like you know what like yeah like i can understand why they took that route even if that was for worse and not for better even if it didn't help us it hurt us people will acknowledge and sympathize with the fact that that was the route that we take. But I think that it's very important that when we go through periods of life that break us, when we're in that period of recovery, where we're thinking to ourselves, who do I become or who am I becoming as a result of this situation? Like, how am I going to reframe the world around me now that my, my previous worldview has been completely shattered into pieces and is irrecoverable? Choose to take on a new frame that will help you that will propel you forward and that will evolve your perspective and your worldview. So even if people can't understand and sympathize with you taking on a very negative lens to life or, or taking on attitudes or behaviors that are harmful to yourself, choose not to. And it's the hardest choice. It makes recovery a little bit longer, but it is for your betterment, right? And cycle of growth through this breaking and making. Growth isn't uh, as what the word itself suggests, always linear, right? Growth isn't this, this, 
just upward climb towards enlightenment. Growth is a very raggedy path that has its ups and downs uh, depending on the situation of the circumstance, but we can always commit to ourselves that regardless of whether or not we're going through a breaking period in life, that we're always going to kind of make ourselves through that recovery period for better as opposed to for worse. Very important, especially with through the frame of managing through struggle, which all of us are going to deal with at some point in life. My third perspective by way of struggle and, and something that we fail to do more frequently than not is we need to recognize what comfort looks like for us. And it's very important that we learn self-soothing mechanisms. And I'm someone who I know how to comfort myself when I'm going through a difficult time. And I activate different responses that involve me comforting myself when I'm going through a difficult time. I can't control a lot of the things that happen within my environment that are a struggle, that make it very challenging for me to deal with, you know, day-to-day -day life and existence sometimes. But what I can do is support myself through that. And so I think sometimes we forget that it is in the in the moments where we're struggling that we have an opportunity to reconnect with ourselves and to show ourselves compassion and to be sympathetic towards ourselves. And this is through different ways of comforting ourselves. And we need to know what comfort looks like for us. And if we are equipped and able to comfort ourselves, we are better able to articulate how we receive comfort from others. And I think this is very important because comfort, it's very abstract. It's very different for each person. And I know comfort for me is a very sensory experience. Comfort for me could involve working out, reorganizing something. It's very tactile or, you know, sausaging myself in a blanket and the blanket feels like a hug. I mean, um, it's a very sensory experience. It's very hard for me to derive comfort from words. And people will tell you, I mean, like, unless I give you a script, and you follow the script exactly of what it is that I want to hear in order to feel comforted at a specific moment in time, chances are it's going to be more, it's going to be more missed than hit, right? Um, words fail to comfort me the way that different actions and, and uh, different things that kind of play into my sensory experience will. Like I'm much more comforted through my sensory percepts um, than I am through words uh, of affirmation. So like I'm much more comforted by music, listening to classical music, Music. I'm much more comforted by eating, by working out, by reorganizing. Like comfort for me involves physical activity more so than it involves having conversations around the issues that I'm struggling through. And because I know this, I know what it is that I need to engage in in order to support myself through periods of struggle. And I talked about in a previous video, I'm gonna link the video somewhere here on the screen that sometimes when it is the case that we're struggling and we're going through a rough time, we feel inclined to spiral. So we want to kind of heap on the, you know, the pain and we want to become sort of these martyrs and really push ourselves deep, deeper into the hole. And I say, <laughs> I don't think that's helping the situation very much. I think when it is the case that your environment is tough and you're going through a really rough time, you need to be kind to yourself. That's when you need to be compassionate. And that's when you need to give yourself an opportunity to reconnect with yourself by, by engaging in different activities that will comfort you. Because if the world's not going to comfort you, at least you can comfort yourself and resist the urge to spiral into deep, and to dive deeper into into pain and into kind of a dark place when it is that you're struggling and i think that it's a missed opportunity to get to know who you are in those spaces and in those periods when you don't go out of your way to try to figure out well what is it do i need in this space like what would make me feel a little bit better and then to rise to that occasion and to meet that need and it's so much easier for us to articulate to other people how to meet our needs when we know how to meet our own needs especially when it is the case that we're struggling so it's very important not to spiral but to engage in different activities that will comfort you and if you're not sure what comforts you 
if you're not sure how to self-soothe, I mean, experiment, you know, try something, see how much comfort you derive out of it and kind of trial and error until you figure out like what things absolutely work in different scenarios and settings where it is the case that you're struggling and you need some comfort in that period and in that moment. My fourth point of view and perspective by way of periods of struggle is embrace the fact that life is temporal. It's temporary. And I think sometimes we lose sight of the fact that nothing lasts forever when we're going through a really dark period in life and it feels like it's never ending and that you know life is never going to get beyond this and we need to resist that because that has never been true right so sometimes we, we engage in illogical thinking especially when we're feeling a little bit emotional um, I think sometimes when we're in emotional and we're in the depth of despair everything feels very painful right it feels very arduous and we can put ourselves in a real negative frame of mind if we allow ourselves to think that there's no getting past it and recognize life is about the highs and the lows and when we're in a low we can really make that low much worse if we don't immediately remind ourselves that this is temporary it has always been temporary low moments in life do not last forever they feel like they last a really long time but they're only gonna last as long as it takes for you to scale up, to level up, and to push through that difficult period. And sometimes scaling up and level up is taking on a new perspective. It's adopting a, a different mindset. It's healing and going through that recovery period if it is the case you're kind of healing from trauma healing from grief healing from betrayal or different you know emotions that come up based on our interactions with those around us but all of it is cyclical everything in life is temporal and we need to never lose sight of the fact that highs or lows is temporary be present in that moment cultivate you know adapt or attract whatever it is you need you know you need deep down to get through that moment and don't and don't fall into martyrdom right don't fall into kind of this martyrhood or you know self-pity for a period of time is okay like it's okay to feel sorry for the fact that you're going through something but you don't want to get stuck in a place of self-pity uh, because it's not helpful and it's very important that when we think about our mental health we think about what frames and ways of thinking are helpful to us right and we recognize well you know what feels good but isn't quite so helpful and we moderate the amount of time we spend in cycles that feel good but aren't helpful and we ensure that we engage in different mindsets and frames of thinking that are difficult that can be arduous that might create resistance internal struggle and, and resistance and, and maybe even engaging in difficult discussions and dialogues with ourselves but are helpful to us that will help us grow that will cultivate you know a different scope of reference that will better enable us to navigate uh, the world around us at this new level and, and then enable us to skill up. So it's very important that we demarcate and that we recognize that we ourselves are the watcher of our thoughts. We are not our thoughts and we choose which thoughts we engage in that, we're, that are going to be helpful to us and which thoughts are toxic and are not helping us and are just making us feel worse and are spiraling us in a dark place. And remember, like the only person who can pull you out of a hole is you. When it is the case that you're in a, a mental dark place, it is very difficult for other people to help you out of that dark place if you're not ready to get out of that space, right? And you're the one that decides how low you go. You know, you know that song, how low can you go? Like, you are the one who, you know, is the decider of how low you go into a dark place. And you know how far is too far. It will take you far too long or too much time to recoup or to rebound from that place. So definitely always 
keep in mind, you know, I will allow myself to get to this place, you know, to this depth of, of despair, but beyond that is not helpful to me. Um, beyond that will take much too much effort to kind of climb out of it. And I don't need to go deeper than, than this deep in order to really accept my feelings, acknowledge them and leverage those feelings to kind of push myself to this new level and to this new way of being and thinking moving forward. So very important that we acknowledge and embrace temporal and that life is about temporary happenstance that will help grow us, that, you know, will push us through cycles of breaking us and making us. And that will enable us to decide if whether or not the changes that take place within us and around us are for better and for worse. Very important. And the last point uh, is I kind of mentioned it a little bit in point four, uh, and this is control your mind and manage your environment. So this is me reiterating the point that we are not our thoughts. We are the watcher of our thoughts. And it's very important that we cultivate the muscle of recognizing which thoughts are helpful, which thoughts are healthy to engage with and to entertain and to sort of cycle through and which thoughts are not. So if we have a fleeting thought and we know that if we dwell in that fleeting thought, if we anchor on that fleeting thought, it's going to spiral us, it's going to put us in a dark place, it's going to enable us to engage in maladaptive and harmful behaviors, then we can be the ones who decide, no, not that thought, we push it away. And it's very important that as we censor and as we filter different thoughts that are going to help us and different thoughts that are going to harm us, we also recognize that that aligns with the environments that we're in. Sometimes it's the environments that we're in that will trigger and that will funnel different thoughts that are harmful or different thoughts that are helpful, which is why it's very important that we value ourselves enough to recognize what environments, even if there might be an element of fun to them, are not good for our overall, our overall mental health, right? And what people are not good for our overall mental health because when we engage with those people or when we engage with those environments, it brings a bunch of different thoughts that are toxic, that are negative, that we don't want to have, we don't want to engage in. So uh, as the watcher of your thoughts, you also need to be mindful of the environments that you're in, of the people that you provide, that you give access to you and that you protect yourself. And it's very important, like one of the key behaviors that align to self-love and then recognizing your self-worth is recognizing, you know, there are different people in this world who might want access to me, who might want a piece of my time, but they're really not good for the soul. Like these people are not good for me. They make me feel bad about myself. They make me think about things that I really don't want to spend time thinking about. They make, they're, they're very negative. And we don't engage with these people, right? Like we don't need to be martyrs. And I think this whole idea of self-sacrifice, you know, sacrificing myself to the point where after after I hang out with a certain person or after I come out of a specific environment, I feel really down. It takes me a lot of time and energy to kind of get back to normal. I don't need to do that to myself. And why would I do that to myself when there are so many pockets in this wonderful world where I can feel at ease and I can be at peace? And they encourage different thoughts that are helpful and that are uplifting, that make me feel good about myself, especially in periods where I'm struggling. So it's very important that we recognize that we are the watcher of our thoughts. It is up to us to manage our thoughts and manage our environments accordingly. So there you have it. Those are my five perspectives, points of references, and kind of tips and tips and tricks, I guess, when it comes to different attitudes and different ways of thinking around managing through difficult periods. So managing through struggle and recognizing if there's anything that we normalize, we need to normalize the struggle. I think this idea that life is supposed to be stable and that life is supposed to be predictable and that this sameness that settles over us when we live these lives on autopilot, that's what's not normal. And somewhere along the line, it became normal, but it's not, right? And I think with a lot of these disruptions that are 
are happening in our lives is forcing us to wake up and recognize that life is for us to govern and for us to author. And that means that a lot of this, pre this manufactured pre predictability that gave us a false sense of comfort, we need to stop relying on that, right? Like predictability is not part of life. And when it is the case that we expect predictability, it creates a lot of anxiety. It creates a lot of disruption within us because life isn't actually predictable. And when we get blindsided by struggle, every time struggle happens, struggle is going to happen like in every aspect of our lives. We need to recognize that this belief around predictability and stability and around life being static, if we adhere to the status quo, this belief is not helpful to us. And it's better to believe that life is about cycles of growth where, you know, you're going through periods of highs and lows where life, you know, is going to make you or break you. And I decide if I'm going to be for better or worse. And it's an active role that you play in your life, whether you're going through a good time or whether you're going through a difficult time and recognizing that you always have a say and a role to play in this life beautiful life that you live. So those were my points of view. I would love to hear your points of view. I, I think that it's very important when we think about mental health, we recognize that periods of struggle doesn't automatically mean that we have a mental health concern. It's the way that we view and, and, and the frames that we take on when we're going through periods of struggle that will help us or hurt us. Uh, and we have a sense as to, you know, what it is that is helpful and what it is that is harmful. And if it is the case that we need third party support, by all means, I'm advocating for it. But a lot of the times I think that it's important that we recognize how much power we have in setting the tone in our lives when it comes to how we go through struggle. So I would love for you to engage with this video. I'd love to hear your point of view and your perspective on it, what your thoughts are around struggle, how maybe your beliefs around struggle have evolved, especially with the current situation and, and the shifting landscape and climate in, in all of our day-to-day -day lives and some of the decisions and how those decisions have changed in our day-to-day -day lives over the last couple of years. And uh, yeah, I think it's very important that we have conversations around struggle, that we reframe and reposition the way we view and, and view ourselves through struggle. And I hope that this conversation sort of is at least the tip of the iceberg on that very deep conversation. It definitely isn't one that I can frame in the length of this video, but hopefully I've scratched the surface. In any case, thank you so much for tuning in. I always appreciate our chats. Again, if you're here, subscribe. It, every subscription counts and, and you know, it really means a lot to me. Definitely like, comment, and share this video with anyone you feel will benefit from hearing this message. And until next time, we'll talk to you soon. I just feel like the world's into me. So